0: Zatine was a mutant, his genes transformed, a mutant with a primal wish to kill, but evolved to new psychic and occult powers. He used these powers to spread destruction and death. In order to find and destroy Zatine, Commander Yavid tried many methods. One of these methods was an immense army of birds, trained to hunt and to kill. But when these birds did discover Zatine, he transformed himself into an eagle. And managed to destroy them all.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. I'm joined once again this evening by Chris Lambert. Hello, sir. Hello. 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 To talk about a very bizarre movie. (laughs) Like it's at a level of bizarre where you, part of you wonders if it's not a work of genius or if the other part of you is right and it's just kind of a piece of shit. (laughs) Like So weird.
0: I don't know if it's either, but I think it's it's to a piece of shit on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like if, it's like if someone remade The Omen, but then added a bunch of weird Highlander 2 sci-fi mythology to it for no reason, like... <laughs> it changes all the bible stuff to outer space stuff which is an odd decision um have i even said what the movie is yet i probably don't know <laughs> it's the visitor from 1979 which i incorrectly at the end of last episode when the magic button picked the movie for me i stated that the movie i misread and said that the movie was directed by john houston uh, it's not. John Huston is in the movie, but I'm used to seeing the name John Huston associated with directing, because he directed Annie and the Maltese Falcon and Prince's Honor and a bunch of movies. Um, but no, he's one of the stars in the movie. He did not direct it. It was directed by an Italian gentleman named... I'll probably ruin this, but... Giulio Paradisi? Um which explains why it's shot like a Dario Argento movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like it looks so much the cinematography and the just the way it's filmed, this person is definitely from the Dario Argento school. (laughs) (laughs) Except most of Argento's movies are pretty good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not really, so I don't know. I think it's funny to note that he's actually directing this movie under the name Michael J. Paradise.
1: Yeah, the writer is under like a slightly altered, like Americanized version of his name, too, which I'm guessing wasn't so much that they were ashamed of it and trying to hide as it was more to make it palatable to an American audience. I don't know because it's all American actors and stuff. I don't know it's 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 a real hodgepodge of stuff (laughs) and i don't other than knowing i didn't really like it i don't i'm still not sure what to make of it because it's it's so odd Uh, so we begin with well the first scene is john houston in a very bright desert or blizzard i don't know both a blizzard in the (laughs) desert I think so. Facing off against a little snow covered child. And we don't really know what's going on there. Then we cut to there's like a solarium and it's a cool room. It's like a like it's almost like a greenhouse, but with like seats in it, comfy seats that you can sit in. And there's a real Jesus looking guy telling Mm -hmm. a room full of little bald children this mythology, which is that and the way, the way this guy, this guy has to be Italian and is like trying to speak phonetically or something because, or they wrote it this way, which is even crazier, because instead of Satan, it's Satine who looks <laughs> from Commander Yahweh's spaceship and came to earth. He's a mutant, which is how he pronounces it numerous times, a mutant. Like, Pumaemon. <laughs> it's such a weird syllable to put the, the emphasis on. Um, yeah, and so Commander Yahweh was trying to track down Satine on Earth, so he sent his army of birds, angels, anybody, mm-hmm. to get him. but then Satine turned into a hawk and fought them off, and he's been hiding it on Earth I don't it's so it's such a goofy yeah
0: I don't know yeah he talks about the fact that Satine has uh, he has a lust to kill and psychic and occult powers and when he escaped to earth he mated with earth women and passed those powers on to his children that's part of this whole story that he's telling (laughs)
1: yeah so he's apparently made a bunch of antichrists before and it's happening again and we don't know what until the very end we don't know what happened to all the other ones but um then we cut from there we cut to a basketball game in atlanta georgia like a pro or at least like double a or something um basketball game owner of the team the atlanta team is lance hendrickson young lance hendrickson like almost a snack but still real skeletal you know like he's still like he's a handsome dude i guess but he's still like he's he's lance hendrickson like he has very chiseled cheekbones and chin and like he's kind of a skeletor but kind of a good-looking
0: skeletor i don't know you could nick yourself on those features for sure and <clears throat> um, uh, before we move on I do want to just because it's important to what the little story there is here um, I want to go back to before the basketball game the John Houston character comes walking in to where Jesus guy is telling the story right and he Jesus guy says something like has it happened again and Space God says, uh, yes, her name's Katie, Katie Collins, and she'll be eight years old. And then we get beat over the head with dramatic 70s music from, like, the Mod Squad or something. Really, really loud, which happens a lot in this movie, like, seven or eight times. (laughs) Yeah, all of the music, the entire score is never appropriate to the scene it's in. No.
1: And I don't remember if it's this moment or when they're up on the roof later on. But the the music sounds like it's trying to simultaneously rip off thus big zarathustra and the robotech theme song <laughs> it sounds like both yeah Is it, like ju- it just just, starts with... and this was before uh... but it has like it has very close to the notes yeah Suspect Zarathustra, but not quite. Like, it's real close, though. Not enough to get sued, but pretty close. <laughs> but it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like all you could think of was the Robotech theme song. Like, it sounds so much like it. Um, yeah, and let's, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. This, the John Houston character, who is at first identified as the titular, the visitor. But he reveals that his name, or at least his pseudonym, is Jersey Kosolovich, JC. So he's Jesus. Is he Jesus or is he God? I don't, I don't it know. That guy looks like Jesus, but we don't even know his name. But to have the initials JC—that's a very purposeful. Yeah. yeah. He's space Jesus, and his other son is space Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, in my notes all throughout my notes, anytime John Houston's character is referenced, I just put Space God, because I assume that he's Space God, the other guy is Space Jesus, and their ship or planet or whatever they're on is Space Heaven, and yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um,
1: you know, Ed Sanderson is playing Ray Olmstead. He owns this basketball team. There's a super pushy reporter. He's just trying to watch his team maybe win. And they're, made, they're making a hell of a comeback. And this pushy-ass reporter is getting in his face, asking him some questions, and he's like, well, he's like, how are you going to win? And he's like, with an open checkbook. And the guy's like, well, where's the money coming from? And he, he won't answer him. And he keeps, like, five more times, he's like, but come on, though, where's the money coming from? Like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> like, oh. at one point he says answer me (laughs) like who do you think you are (laughs) um yeah little katie collins who's the daughter of barbara collins who is ray's girlfriend um is wandering around the arena as this basketball game is happening she looks a lot like linda blair and i think that's purposeful because i think it's like it never tries to really evoke the exorcist the way that it does the omen but like she looks a lot like linda blair in the exorcist um she's wandering around with these sunglasses on and at one point she locks eyes with like the star player abdul and he gets like kind of mystified by her with no explanation and then he goes for a last minute like buzzer beater dunk and the backboard explodes. And I don't mean like you've seen, oh, Shaq shattered a backboard. No, it explodes with fire and an exploding noise. It's not just just like, oh that's a funny visual interpretation of what happened, because in the next scene, Barbara's like, I can't believe that backboard exploded. That explosion was crazy. I'm still thinking about it. Like But there's no explanation for why that happened, why no one else cares.
0: <laughs> see, I I I miss that. I thought it was the basketball that exploded. But then if she, if she said backboard, I just I missed that part. It could
1: have been the basketball too. She says backboard, but you can't really see oh. what happened. Like he goes up for the dunk and then you just see like an explosion of glass. Yeah. Like so you don't really know, but it's still weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, Barbara's been, Barbara and Ray are in bed. There's some conversation. Barbara's been divorced for seven years. She has no interest in marrying Ray and she for sure doesn't want any more children. In fact, she is frightened by the child she has. Katie bothers her and she feels bad about it, but there's something off about her kid and she knows it. Um... She lives in a house with too many plants. <laughs> there are so many potted plants, like tall, like ferns, and like, it's like nine per room. It's bananas how many plants are in this room. It's like she's trying to live in <laughs> the, the visitor center at Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, and I,
0: I found myself wondering, and they, I don't think they ever say what she does for a living. Because this house that she and this little girl live in alone is huge and, like, like really nice. Like, you would have to be rich to live in a house like this at the time. Well, she used to be married to a doctor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So maybe the alimony's real good. <laughs> yeah, maybe the settlement was awesome. I don't know. Yeah, because we never see her going to any sort of a job. No.
1: But also her and her ex-husband have a pretty good relationship. <laughs> In fact, yeah. I would say a very good relationship, considering what she asks of him later on. Yeah. <laughs> like, so maybe he's just still like, um, you know, my kid lives there. I'm paying for your house. Like, because he seems yeah. like a good dude. Um, This bratty kid and her bird. So Barbara comes downstairs from this conversation. It's the middle of the night. From this conversation she's having in bed with Ray. And Katie's just sitting in a chair. Her babysitter is asleep in the chair next to her. And she, like, flings this bird at her mom. She has this peregrine falcon that just lives in their house. Like, her familiar or something. And, like, flings it at her mom. And it it doesn't attack her at this point, but it's like... And this kid is just a little jerk face. Like, oh, it is the devil i see.
0: No, yeah. From from moment one, this kid is clearly evil. Like, she says something about how, you know, she's mad that her mom's gone all the time and leaves her alone with the babysitter. And the babysitter fell asleep. And she's like, next time, maybe I'll just kill the babysitter. And it's like, is she joking? I don't think she's joking.
1: Yeah, but of course the mom, you know, just laughs it off and rolls her eyes like, oh, Katie, you're so... But, like, five minutes ago you were telling your boyfriend that you're scared of this child, and now you're like, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine that you said that and that you're awake at two in the morning.
0: Yeah, no, she jumps around a lot in this movie from being scared of the kid to being like, oh, everything's fine. Just, like, really easily. I don't understand, it, like... Either you're scared of the kid or you're not. (laughs) Yeah. So it's
1: about to be Katie's birthday. Barbara and her sister, who's, do we even learn her name? Sarah? Susan? I don't think so. I, I never heard her name. I feel like they said it. It's one of those two. But they're shopping, trying to find a present for... Katie, the aunt, picks out this, like, bejeweled-talking peacock little statue that they buy that, like, squawks and talks. And, um, it's, it's obnoxious. It's it is obnoxious. It, it will directly lead just... to a man's death later. <laughs> 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 so distracting. Um, yeah, Barbara's not really into it, but the, the aunt or the sister um, insists, and they get it and it's wrapped up in a nice box um, <clears throat> now we see JC or the visitor arrive in America and he goes to an abandoned building that I'm I'm telling you is a ghost adventures location <laughs> like this build like it looks exactly like where Zach Baggins is hanging out being a douchebag <laughs> that kind of abandoned sort of, but it's in like downtown Houston, or I'm not, I don't even know if it's downtown, Houston, Atlanta, I mean, Um, John Houston. Um, Yeah, and he sort of wanders through, it used to be probably an office building or a school, perhaps, I don't know. It's got the kind of the frosted windows on all the doors, and it's got a long hallway just with just a bunch of those doors, and then he goes upstairs and he's on the roof. So I don't know what this used to be, but... Um, <clears throat> oh here's yeah that's in my notes here's where that music starts that brassy music that is a cross between robotech and and but it's like he's not doing anything he walks up some stairs and goes out on the roof and the music is playing as if like someone is running through a temple that's falling apart like <laughs> it's <a> little <laughs> adventurous it's, the music
0: doesn't work at all um and there's him and a bunch of them. I, get, I started referring to them as space angels, just bald guys who never talk. And they're they're carrying up these huge cases full of equipment of some kind. And they set it all down on the roof. And then that's like the end of the scene. It just, that's it.
1: Yeah, and I guess, are those the runway lights that
0: he has later? Yeah, I think so. It's so strange. I don't know, because there's, there's so much stuff that is not explained and like just kind of glimpsed and never talked about again like the next time they're up on the roof which happens randomly so many times throughout the film yes there's like this like cloth partition or glass partition that's all like opaque and there's you can see people on the other side of it like pressing their hands against it and stuff and it's just like in the corner of the frame and then you never see it again they never talk about it
1: yeah it's like he's growing new angels and you can see their shadowy hands inside this box or something it didn't didn't strike me when i watched it but it's just occurring to me now i'm guessing that these bald guys turn into the birds like they started as birds no because he summons the birds from the cloud i don't fucking know (laughs) um (laughs) so ray we see ray meeting with a shadowy cabal
0: like straight out of the X
1: Files, <laughs> yeah. Um, which is headed by this Doctor Walker, and basically the we it's revealed to us immediately with no. Like they didn't draw draw it out as like a reveal later in the movie, that he's working for this shadowy cabal. He has been put in Barbara's life very purposefully with the sole goal of knocking her up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you must convince this woman to marry you and accept your seed (laughs) like we need this woman to have another child because there's something about her genetically that she can make antichrist she made one but we need a boy one so you have to have a boy with this that's what he's been like hired to do so he's a secret sinister man as well and they take, they waste no time telling us that. Which is kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> but it would have been like, I don't know, it would have been an interesting reveal later on, maybe. I guess it works either way. But um, now we're at Katie's birthday party. It's Katie, right? Yeah. 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 Katie Collins. Um, they do a cool kind of, I think nowadays it would be either cgi or like some kind of contact but they they weren't like contact lens technology wasn't up to snuff in 1979 but they find a way to like the way that they light her makes her eyes and i've seen it in other older movies too but make her eyes like super shiny and silver yeah yeah. whatever light they're shining in them at the angle that they're doing it and it's i don't know how they do it but it looks pretty cool like a very very simple effect that nobody does anymore because now we have contacts or yeah computer effects or something um she's at this birthday party she's pretty still like a bunch of people are lining up to like kiss her on the cheek and she clearly is not into it like she
0: yeah she <laughs> kind of
1: a smile as they walk up and then as it, her face drops and then she smiles again and then it drops yeah she's just she's tolerating, tolerating it really well, she's above all of these people, <laughs> in, at least in her mind. And the visitor maybe shows up, question mark, and just waltzes into their house for not the last time in this movie. Or he's not really there at all. I don't
0: know. Because she sees him. But he's then he's gone, stalking outside the window. And she sees him, and then he's gone. Well, then she goes to look at the bird and she turns around and he's in that, he's inside the house. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, that's right. Him. But then when she looks again, he's gone. Yeah. So I don't know if he was actually there or if she's getting visions or what. But, um, but here's the thing. Here's the problem with revealing to us this early on that Lance Hagnerson is a bad guy and this is part of the plan. And revealing to us that Katie is an antichrist. (laughs) Is that you could have milked a lot of mystery out of like, who's this weird old man? Why is she seeing him? Why is he following this girl around? Because you would assume he's the bad guy. But you've told us right up front, no, he's Jesus. (laughs) And this girl is bad. So there's no mystery to it at all. Yeah. It's sort of just marching towards this inevitable conclusion. But there's no... I mean, I have questions, but there's no questions, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, So she goes to open the peacock that the aunt got her, and the peacock is not in there. There's a loaded gun in the box somehow, which she runs across the room, hey, mommy, look at this, and drops it, shoots Barbara in the fucking spine (laughs) in the birthday party. (laughs) And it comes so out of left field. You don't know if, I guess we never really know, the cops never figure it out either, if she swapped this out for the gun because she intends to shoot her mother? but How does that fill Satine's plans? Or was it magically replaced? I guess it had to be when we start learning details about this gun, but... You don't really know, because she's pretty unfazed that she has paralyzed her mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then there's a long montage that cuts back and forth between Barbara having surgery and them sort of learning that uh, she's just paralyzed now. She's going to have to be in a wheelchair. They tried, but they couldn't do anything about it. Dr. Walker is her doctor, leader of this cabal, um And it's cutting between that and Katie just dicking around the house as if nothing has happened. Like, there's no one there to watch her. Her mom's in the it's hospital. Not. And then she's at gymnastics. And the gymnastics teacher's like, oh, you're good or whatever. And Katie's like, I will be perfect. <laughs> so I don't know who's watching this kid at this point unless that babysitter's still around.
0: Because Ray is usually at the hospital with Barbara so yeah and like during the gymnastics montage you like two or three times just spikes the lens really hard just looking right at you like I'm evil
1: yeah there's a lot of that and there's a lot of also time and again it's it, I feel like it's a Dario Gento thing there's also lots of times where it, like Rack zooms to someone's mouth when they speak like super close <laughs> up on their lips where they're like and then I and it just zooms <laughs> went to the store like it's that's <laughs> <laughs> just super zoom onto somebody's mouth real fast um, it may it makes some choices stylistically the um yeah so barb is now paralyzed they bring her home to the hospital they have one of those stair elevators I don't, is there an official name for those things i don't know what
0: those are called, i want to say stair climber uh, yeah. but
1: that's like exercise equipment it's just a stair elevator. They always call it an elevator in this movie. But it's the thing, you've seen it in movies. It's yeah. the thing that the old lady in gremlins gets shot through the side of the house. With. <laughs> um, so that's how she's getting up and down these stairs in the house. <clears throat> the cops are questioning the both the shop owner and the aunt, trying to figure out, okay, so you bought this peacock and the but when she opened it a peacock wasn't in there a gun was in there how did this happen but they can't get any you know they don't get anywhere because the shop owner didn't know anything about it the aunt didn't know anything about it this cop is played by glenn ford who i think most people who's been in a bunch of stuff but i think most people would know as pa kent in the richard donner superman movies <laughs> i guess just the first one but <clears throat> Um, So another familiar face. This is definitely towards the end of his career, I think. Um, And then another familiar face immediately after, Shelly Winters. (laughs) The always great Shelly. So good in the Poseidon Adventure. Mm -hmm. But she comes in in Mary Poppins cosplay. She's been (laughs) hired as the new housekeeper to help. Because Barbara's in a wheelchair and Katie's rambunctious, but yeah, she she's dressed literally like Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty. It's kind of nuts, and she has like this mm-hmm. wooden bird cage full of fake birds that she's made, like paper, like origami birds
0: or little stuffed birds or something that are like her pets. And, and <laughs> they, they, never, they never they never explain that, but now that you mention it, thinking about it. I think maybe it was not to jump ahead, but it was like a subtle little sign that she was helping out Yahweh or j c or whatever his name was, yeah she's carrying around a bunch of birds, I don't know, yeah, she's a mole for the big guy upstairs, yeah, and she immediately <laughs> saw Katie's bad sign by insulting her astrological sign. <laughs> she's like That's Capricorns are the worst and Katie's like I'm a Capricorn and then from <laughs> then, that moment she hates this Jane lady
1: well they kind of like
0: Shelley Winters
1: is also shooting looks at this kid like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I know what your deal is I'm on to you kid um yeah, then we're back on the roof with the bald roof cult and the box of shadow hands like you were talking about. Yeah, There's a man. lot of John Houston just hanging out with these bald people, not say really saying or doing anything. Like just to remind us that, like, no, he's out there and he's I guess he's planning something. We'll see. Now, so okay, so Katie has to leave for school. She kind of gets into it with Shelly Winters a little bit. Shelly Winters is like, oh, you need your backpack. Don't forget your backpack. And they have a real, like, stare down. Um, And this kid runs out in front of the bus. I'm telling you, for real, this kid almost got hit by that bus. Did you see how close? Because it's barreling Uh down the street, and she runs out in front of it, and it slams on the brick. Like, I'm telling you, for real, that child almost died on camera. Right. Uh She came so close to getting hit by that bus. <laughs> like, <laughs> to the point that I thought, oh shit, this kid's about to get hit by I thought, Oh, this is how the movie's progressing. This kid's going to get hit by this bus. It's She's <laughs> inches away from being nailed by this bus. Um, So Glenn Ford is tailing the bus, the school bus that she's gotten onto because he has it in his head that Well, I guess if the shop owner didn't know anything, the aunt didn't know anything, obviously Barbara wouldn't do that to herself. But I still feel like there's other party goers you should maybe investigate before the (laughs) eight-year-old. Because as another cop asked Glenn Ford, well, where would an eight-year-old even get a gun from? Good question. (laughs) Why are you following this child around? here's where i kind of start to like her because she the consummate brat he thinks he's sneaking up on her and he's like crap i didn't see her get off the bus where'd she go And he comes around the other side of the bus and there she is you know and she's like why are you following me are you a child molester and then um i don't remember the exact line but he's like i just wanted to i want you to tell me something and she's like is it go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> But I love children swearing that's just a thing I'll never, never <laughs> be tired of um especially a good it's a good solid like go fuck yourself <laughs> like and then, then he, yeah, she he asked her, the her
0: yeah go ahead he asked her where the peacock is and mm-hmm. she's like he's like come in close I'll tell you yeah then he like, bends him, like, the come here <laughs> and wait till he's <laughs> he 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 next to it's right up your ass it's right up your
1: ass <laughs> <laughs> and then runs to school <laughs> I'm with you devil kid fuck this weird cop following an 8 year old around
0: well and I laughed out loud because when when he no, comes she says she says you better write it down
1: oh yeah that's or right She says you better write this down and then motions for him to come closer and then she goes it's right up your ass <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that's good I laughed out loud because when he when he, he like peeks in the bus and there's nobody there, he comes around and she has like come out the driver's side door and like in my head I was like, Was she driving the bus? Is <laughs> she driving the bus? <laughs> well, she couldn't
1: have been because it almost ran her on her phone with Danny. <laughs> But and yeah, you never just see a, a driver. So uh, where did the driver go <laughs> that she's popping out of the driver's seat? It's it's odd. Maybe that's her devil powers. But yeah, she jump scares him and then swears at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of great. So getting no answers from her, Glenn Ford returns to the police station and him and his sort of partner or buddy are discussing this gun, which has no has no serial number, not in the fact that like the serial number was filed off. It never had one. It's like a blank gun that should not exist. Same with the ammunition. They are completely unable to trace it. This gun is like an impossible gun. Which is kind of a cool idea, but then they do nothing else with it. So. <laughs> <clears throat> and <laughs> hello, Glenn Ford. Goodbye, Glenn Ford, because he's immediately at the very next scene. Well, he goes to the he breaks, he beanies their house. Because he's searching for who knows what. Gets attacked by this bird, her falcon that she has in the house, and almost like it doesn't it doesn't get him. He fends it off, but it takes it takes a while. But then he finds the bejeweled peacock thing in one of these potted plants. I don't know how because he wasn't really searching around. He's kind of across the room and he just goes, "Aha!" and zooms right <laughs> over the plant and finds it. Um. Which I guess was all he was looking for, because now he, yeah, he doesn't really look around the rest of the house once he finds that. Like he's not looking for other guns or any other evidence. He finds that peacock, gets in his car, he has the peacock sitting on the seat next to him, and it starts going off and making its talking and making its squawky noises, and he keeps taking his eyes off the road, <laughs> and almost gets in an accident. But the way that it's filmed, you can see from the camera that's like looking through the windshield, like his POV that the car that almost hits him is in his lane.
0: Yeah. He, he,
1: not that he wandered over into oncoming traffic. Oncoming traffic has come to him, like because there's two lanes of oncoming traffic where they should be, and then there's a car in his lane coming towards him. Like, he didn't drift. <laughs> so I think that, I, I mean, I guess they just edited that poorly or something. But... <clears throat> He gets attacked by, I'm assuming a different bird, but maybe it's the same bird. Yeah, I think it's Uh, supposed
0: to be the same bird. Yeah, Yeah. it like follows him, and flies in through his window, and starts pecking out his eyes. (laughs) I suppose this is Satine,
1: right? Uh, Like that's the only person we've heard of who turned into a bird. evil bird
0: i don't know they never say that but that's that's a pretty pretty solid assumption he's pretending pretending to be
1: a bird to watch over his daughter i guess i don't know but how but it's not really his daughter because we meet
0: katie's dad who's not the devil he's a perfectly pleasant gentleman like yeah i would assume that that barbara is his daughter and this is his granddaughter He's yeah. the one with this special womb that makes demon children. What?
1: I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, the, the mythos is very vague. Yes. Well, it's overly specific in the wrong spots and vague in the wrong spots. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, this bird attacks him and just break, dude. Yeah, this bird is in his face, pecking his eyes, and he's still driving full bore down the street, crashing into people and and or he hits a car, he hits a phone booth, he travels a good quarter mile, and without slowing down whatsoever. Like step one is stop the moving car. I know there's a bird pecking you, but yeah. that
0: should be step two after not driving a car that you can't see but now that i think about it that does happen a lot in movies where somebody gets attacked driving a car and they just keep their foot on the accelerator and keep driving forward as they're being attacked
1: yeah i I mean i'd like to think i would have the presence of mind to hit the brakes but maybe i've never been attacked by a
0: bird so i don't know (laughs) And, yeah, he rolls the car down a hill and disrupts an intramural softball game. <laughs> and <laughs> they come running over to oh, try to hang help him. First, first, oh, yeah. and this is,
1: other than the swearing child, my favorite part of the movie, there is an insane piece of stunt work here. Because he hits this motorcyclist. Oh, yeah. The motorcyclist, Oh, this isn't a dummy, this is a stunt driver hits his windshield and gets folded like laundry. like this guy the way this guy folds in half hitting this windshield is crazy and I can't believe that man is alive. I hope he's alive <laughs> or was after because it's it's one of the wildest accidents I've ever seen on like this guy on a motorcycle got hit by a car. <laughs> he's just woof it's rough looking but then yeah then he rolls down this hill through this chain link fence that is a magic chain link fence because you see when he gets to the bottom of the hill the chain link fence is just kind of under the car sort of but when it stops the chain link fence is completely wrapped around his car like a burrito instantly sets on fire and explodes goodbye glenn ford like he was in the movie for 10 minutes
0: um one could almost say he's burned his alive What? i said one could almost say his character was pointless like you could remove that 10 minutes of the from the movie and not change a damn thing
1: yeah, because it's not like another cop shows up and the investigation continues. Like, police investigation into this matter is concluded now with the combustion <laughs> <laughs> of Glenn Ford. Um, so now we're back at the house. Chili Winters is cleaning. She keeps singing the Mama's Little Baby Wants short and Bread song. It gets pretty annoying. Um, <laughs> And Barbara's rolling around in her wheelchair, and she's like, hey, what do you think of my daughter? And Shelly and goes, Katie? No. (laughs) One of my other four daughters you haven't met? Yeah, Katie. Who else am I talking to? Duh. And then, but her response is, oh, she's bad. And then she says, one of the most insane things I've ever heard in a movie. She says, our characters are our fates and some scientists believe planets understand this that is gibberish (laughs) (laughs) from top to bottom gibberish no scientist believes that (laughs) planets don't understand anything (laughs) and our characters are our fates (laughs) like it's hogwash but that's her response to barbara's question of what do you think of my daughter other than like she's bad (laughs) okay you're fired (laughs) because next you're gonna tell me that like the earth is flat and bill gates wants to vaccinate me so he can track me like (laughs) that's where we're headed after that nonsense um so katie and mom go to and katie seems like a helpful she's really only a brat at this point to the housekeeper, to Shelly Winter. She seems very nice and helpful to mom. I guess she has her own agenda, but you know she's getting the wheelchair out of the trunk and helping mom into it and pushing mom around the mall. Sort of sends mom on her way to do some shopping and goes to this cool like indoor, it's like this weird Galleria mall with this really high I don't even know how to describe it, like natural sunlight's coming in, but it's like an ice skating rink in the middle of this, I guess, mall. I assume yeah, it's like, in Atlanta. Like, ice, ice. Ice. <clears throat> and now we have a really crazy scene. <laughs> <laughs> the visitor is up in this, there's like all these catwalks and stuff that apparently just anybody can get into. And, it, and all these stairs and stuff that are up high, and the visitor, JC, is spying on this little girl, ice skating by herself. But those there's, there's older boys, there's this pack of older boys who decide for no reason that they're going to harass and assault this little girl, and they keep trying to like smash into her and knock her down, but she has, I guess, a force field? every time they try to hit her it's the slap stickiest shit you've ever seen they try to hit her and it's like whoop and they bounce off her and go sliding across the ice one after another after another and then finally they get the bright idea of like oh we shouldn't do this one at a time like the old like why do ninjas attack one at a time when you should all (laughs) attack as a group so two of them come at her at once and like each gets her by an arm and they're spinning around and at first you think like oh they're like Gonna pull her arm, not like they're not gonna pull her arms off, but like that, like they, they're the aggressors and they're in control here. But no, she is spinning them around at high speed and with such force that when she lets them go, they fly across the skating rink over the railing through the window of a restaurant. And this girl, Superman, flung these people across the <laughs> wall. like it
0: was nothing. Yeah. It looks so crazy. And I I love that like JC is watching her at first and then he kind of gets the idea yeah, things are going wrong, so he starts coming down these stairs, and there's like three thousand stairs in this flight of stairs. It takes him twenty minutes to get down there. And by the time he does, everything is over with. <clears throat> and it kind of struck me, I was like, is this like an allegory for why does God let Bad things happen. Well, did you see those those stairs? (laughs) There was like a thousand stairs. I I tried. I got there as quick as I could.
1: You know how high up heaven is? (laughs) I keep telling Jesus put an elevator in, but he's busy. So I got to run down all these stairs. I'm sorry I didn't get there in time to save you. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy scene. Crazy scene. Um and and just very goofy and yeah, you know, like I said, slapsticky and out of place. <laughs> well, actually kind of nothing is out of place because everything is in place in this movie. Like anything could happen in this movie and be like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> like it's so all over the place. <clears throat> so it's that I guess that night, or some night, and Barbara and Ray are gonna be going out to this dinner or whatever it's um not a gala but like
0: a yeah it almost looks like uh, like a charity event or something
1: yeah like a charity event or some kind of dinner related to him owning this basketball team yeah he has opportunity to get a speech but <clears throat> so who shows up at the house to be the babysitter but the visitor <laughs> john houston absolutely not I understand it's 1978 or 79, and we maybe didn't have our heads quite on straight about child molesters, but no, we do, because Lance Henderson asks, when they're driving away, Lance Henderson Henderson asks Barbara, do you think that guy's a child molester? (laughs) This 80-year-old man just showed up at your house, who's not your regular babysitter, and he's like, yeah, the agency sent me over. I'm going to need to see some credentials, I'm going to need to get somebody on the phone, I'm not leaving this 8-year-old or 11-year-old whatever girl home with this old man.
0: That's insane. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I, I, knowing that Lance Hendrickson was in on the whole thing with the evil of evil, I, maybe he just was like, well, she can take care of herself. She'll just kill him if he tries anything. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but... But yeah like, they they shouldn't didn't... they shouldn't the cabal give
1: hendrickson the heads up and be like hey watch out for this old man he's not on <laughs> our side yeah if he shows up at your house and says he's a babysitter shoot him <laughs> <laughs> and they're like yeah i guess that's fine but he's the one who questions and asks barbara like do you think that guy's a trauma listener <laughs> and she's like no it's fine the agency vets everybody like okay <laughs> And then she, and then she says to Lance Hendrickson, well, but you're a cripple molester, <laughs> which is gross. <laughs> like it's supposed to be a cutesy little thing that like, maybe that's her name for him now. <laughs> like that's her pet name for him. Oh, you're a cripple molester, but it's, that's a weird thing to say. Don't say that. <laughs> that's weird. Um, so Katie and God are playing Pong. on this weird they have this weird projection system that the projector just looks like it's three different colored lights but they're playing pong like on the wall sort of or like on a big screen so it's some kind of i don't know what sort of clego vision this is but (laughs) um yeah so they're playing pong and having a conversation they seem to kind of know what each other's up to and she's like oh, are you here to kill me and he's like no i'm not here to kill you i don't kill children but i want you to come with me i'm offering you a chance to come with me and if you don't come with me once my friends get here we're just gonna take you <laughs> like we're going to kidnap you and she's like well, no, we'll, well,
0: well there was uh, before that there was a, one scene there was just like a brief little scene and it was immediately <laughs> took me back to the you know not questioning that this guy's a child molester think because they have that conversation you think this guy's a child molester blah 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 they cut back to her and him in the house and he's saying close your eyes Yeah, and i'm like wait what no 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 hold on <laughs> don't throw that line in right there that's hit <laughs> the brakes and, and he's like close your eyes and, and imagine uh, uh, another time and another world and another existence and she's just like okay you know like doesn't even act like that's weird or anything.
1: No, because she's she's hyper intelligent or hyper aware. Like she's Oh
0: that's you know, true. Of, yeah.
1: You know? Like she had him pegged kind of as soon as she saw him, I think. Well plus she's been seeing visions of him in her house or whatever too, so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um There's a scene where the visitor is going around turning all the lights in the house off for reasons I don't understand, and one of the light switches is on this leopard statue. There's like this statue of a leopard and he walks over and clicks a switch uh, flips a switch on it, and all the lights go off that's that's a weird place to put a light switch because <laughs> it wasn't a lamp it turned off all the lights in the living room. It's so bizarre um. And we don't know why he's doing that either, because by the time when Barbara comes home, the lights are back on and he's asleep on the sofa. (laughs) I don't know why. They never show why he was turning the lights off. But at the dinner that Ray and Barbara have gone to, despite her having Um, very clearly told him, I don't want to marry anyone. making that pretty clear he in front of everyone announces that he plans to like he doesn't propose per se but he announces to this room full of people that he's gonna marry her and of course, rightfully so she gets mad and wheels off he has to come and kind of talk her down it's like dude she told you like you can't like publicly embarrass her with it like maybe she'll have to say yes if i do it in front of people Not cool, dude. No.
0: She wasn't having it either.
1: Yeah, so she gets home. The visitor's asleep on the sofa. Katie's upstairs asleep, I guess. So the visitor leaves. She finds a note from Katie that is, like, urging her to marry Ray. She's like, Oh, you have, like, you have to marry Ray. It'll be great. Then we'll be a family and calls her selfish. Like mommy, you're <laughs> selfish. marry Ray. Will you?" No, unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like the next morning or something. And Barbara's laying in bed reading, or maybe it's that same night. I don't know, but the phone starts ringing. And she goes to reach for it, but then from behind her, like a ghost ninja, Katie appears with the phone in her hand. Go for you, Mommy! <laughs> but what was Barbara reaching for? If the phone's behind her, I don't know what she was reaching for in the other direction, but she had no clue that Katie was in the room and just appears behind her with this phone. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Ray's on the phone saying like i have to go to los angeles i think it is could you know you should come meet me at the airport and say goodbye to me and uh katie's really horning in on this conversation like oh it'd be so great if you were here ray like really trying to sell it like i love ray so much and he would be a great daddy and you should marry him like so that like clearly whether they know it or not Ray and Katie are in cahoots and working towards the same thing but we never see a scene of them you know planning anything or like Ray, right, really try to sell your mom on this and I'll try to, you know, I'll hold up my end. So I don't know if they're working together specifically or if they're just both trying to reach the same goal in their own way. I don't know. <clears throat> uh so Katie no, not Katie, um Barbara goes to the airport, but mrs Ray has already left. But Dr. Walker is there. And it's at this point I realize it's pretty rude for a paraplegic to have a doctor named Dr. Walker. <laughs> 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 you know
0: what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like what a what a grim reminder of your fail <laughs> well, and and before he leaves, I guess he, he meets with the, the evil league, uh and they tell him, they're like, Look, this isn't working, you you failed, you haven't convinced her to marry you and have a baby. So we're taking matters into our own hands.
1: Yeah, I assumed that meeting was what he was flying to, but I guess not. I don't know what he was flying to Los Angeles for. No. But yeah, So like, the
0: next scene is at the airport.
1: Yeah. They basically fire him and say, you know, you're not getting this done fast enough. You know. Sorry you can't force yourself upon this woman. <laughs> but we're going to have to do this ourselves. Um <clears throat> And Doc Walker is trying to get Barbara and Katie to come to his house. And he's kind of persistent about it. And Katie's kind of persistent about it. And Barbara's wisely like, no, I'll see you when the next time we have an appointment. Like, <laughs> I don't need to come to your house, doctor. That's weird. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so then, driving home from the airport, they have car trouble. The car stalls. And Barbara starts getting freaked out because the semi is pull, driving up behind them. that has the weirdest lights I've ever. Have you ever seen a semi that looks like this? No. Uh, it has a uh, ring of lights light all around light. the front of it. Like it's <laughs> supposed to look like a UFO or something. Right, right. Like it almost looks like the ship from Close Encounters <laughs> as it's getting close to them. But it's but it winds up just being the semi truck. But the lights, the all on the front and sides of it are bananas. I've never seen anything. It has to be just made for this movie because I've never seen a truck like that. Um, so she's starting to get freaked out, but it passes by them, so she starts to feel better. She calls; she has a car phone, so she calls for a tow truck. Um, mm-hmm. Katie is smiling the entire time, creepily smiling <laughs> just in the back seat, not worried whatsoever. So well, she, she's like, she's in on whatever me. this is.
0: She's even sitting there going, Mommy, did what, were you scared? Did the truck scare you? Like, like almost taunting her.
1: I'm pretty sure she's just gonna be uh Dan Aykroyd and Twilight's on the movie. You wanna see something scary? <laughs> oh, this kid. Um, but then, so she thinks she's okay, but then the truck like turn off all its lights when it got ahead of them and then slowly backed up towards them. So now it's in front of them and the back opens up and there's light pouring out of it. Like, like they're really selling you on like this semi-truck is like a UFO. Right. Cause then guys come out of it that are almost like aliens, but it's just, it's the bald, well, no, it's not the bald cult guys. Cause they work for God. No,
0: it's guys in like, like almost like hazmat suits, but they got helmets.
1: But the helmet's visor comes out at a point so they look like beaks. So they almost look like like the Plague Doctor mask, but like a stupid 70s version of it. And they have the most effortless kidnapping. Because you see them walking up to the car and then the next shot is them carrying her away. There's no shots of them knocking her out or her putting up any sort of struggle or even crying out. (laughs) They just walk towards the car and then they have her unconscious carrying her towards the so maybe katie knocked her out i don't know but they don't show it we take her into this uh, very brightly lit so bright you can't even see at the back of this semi and perform some sort of surgery on her or something well, a procedure any some sort of procedure um so we don't know what's going on You can guess, but you don't know for sure what's going on with that. Then the visitor's up on a rooftop, or I guess the same rooftop, and now it's night, and there's a crazy light show going on that we never... It's almost like he has set up runway lights on this roof, and then the space between the runway lights keeps, like, glowing blue and white, and then fading and glowing. So it's it's as if he's made, like, a landing strip for the mothership to come. But nothing happens. <laughs> he keeps making a bug-eyed look at the sky and raising his arms really funny. It cracked me up every time he did it. Like, he shoots his arms straight up so fast. Yeah, yeah. It's funny for this old
0: man to be doing that. I don't know. And I don't understand before. why they they basically had that exact scene like three times. And I don't understand why. Were they, like, trying to tell us that whatever he was trying to do wasn't working at first? I don't know, but... I think one time would have been enough. But they they repeat this like three times.
1: Yeah, it's like he's trying to call for the angels or commander Yahweh, which I assumed was him, but I guess not. He's trying to call the outer space people to come and help, and they don't come like two or three times. <laughs> but it was, uh,
0: yeah, the first couple of times, like it lights up and then it dies away, and he gets this really kind of oh, like that didn't work. Look on his face. And then the scene just ends.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what they're waiting for
0: or if he's just bad at
1: <laughs> Emma four that he's trying to do or what, I don't know. But he, so then next we see he is him just waltzing into Barbara's house. And she's there in a wheelchair looking at him like, hey, what are you doing in my house? And he's like, hey don't worry everything's cool by the way you're pregnant (laughs) last night in that semi you were impregnated by the forces of evil no big deal
0: um (laughs) but it's and he he tells her that this child is he basically says your child's evil and it can never see the light of day is what he says and then he vanishes just he's gone yeah he vanishes and then she spends the next four minutes
1: of this movie rolling around her living room in a circle like a moon. doing donuts <laughs> as fast as she can just around the sofa running a a circuit and Shelly Witch is at the top of the stairs watching her just watching her go not like hey ma'am are you okay you seem messed up <laughs>
0: it's so it's so weird every like i don't in this movie is weird i don't know if it was that she was supposed to be like looking for him like freaking out and going in circles like where did he go where did he go but like she never like calls out for him or anything so it just looks like she's having a breakdown
1: yeah i think she's having a mental break (laughs) for real like she's just like in a weird um what's the word? Almost like a fugue state where she's just zipping around the house. <laughs> but it looks, it looks very odd and it's kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> oh, I forgot this, I missed this note. When, when Ray calls, he surprises her with the phone. She also says when she's like Raymond, I wish you were here. She says, you could make love to mommy and make me a baby brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and Barbara's reaction is like, "Ah, oh, what am I going to do with you, kid? You're such a weird kid. Like, no. <laughs> That's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> like You need to put your foot down. Yeah, I just noticed that note that I missed it before. Um, so Barbara goes to the hospital where her ex-husband works, who's played by another director sam peckinpah who directed the wild bunch and straw dogs i guess he probably did some other acting but it's just weird that there's two sort of high profile at that time directors who just
0: wanted to just act in this fucked up weird movie i don't know they were friends who, ironically people. either one know. of them could have directed this movie better they could have stepped in and been like no nope, no nope. Let me, let me do some work here. <laughs> yeah, I don't, the Sam Peckinpah version of this
1: movie would be real strange. <laughs> but at least, I don't know, the violence would have been cooler, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, he he's playing her ex-husband, who's a doctor. And she goes to him and basically... Well, first she tells him some crazy stuff about, like, there are evil people watching me and following me, which he doesn't react to. He's not like, oh, no. <laughs> he listens to her. And the conversation winds up at she wants him to perform an abortion. Like, I have to go of this baby. And he doesn't question it for a second. This is a good dude. Like, your ex-wife came to you and is like, I got knocked up by this other dude and I want an abortion. And you're like, all right, let's do it. Like, I don't know. He never, he's just real like there for her. And it's like, why did you get
0: divorced in the first place? Like, this is, this is a good guy. Well, and it did kind of surprise me because at the beginning of their conversation, he kind of acts like he's going to start a fight with her. He starts accusing her of being stuck up and hoity-toity and all this stuff. And she's like, look, I I really need your help. And he drops it. He's like, okay, you're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So at first I thought he was going to be a dick. But then it turned out he was was all right. So
1: while she's gone back at the house, Katie comes in. Shelly Winters is sitting at the kitchen table. And she comes in and she says, what she means to say is, where's my mom? But she says... Where's my old whipping boy? This strange, strange turn of phrase. And Shelly Witcher stands up and rocks this kid in the face. Like open hand from a wind up smack and drills this kid. And she kind of doesn't react. Like she kind of like just moves her hair out of the way, like. <laughs> and then she's like, and then what does she say? Because she gets hit twice. I don't know what Katie says, but Katie's like, well, because Shelly Winters is like, that's not how you talk about your mom. You say, where's my mother? And then Katie says something back to her, like, like I don't know, it was like, how dare you hit me? And she fucking hit hits her again.
0: Yeah. And then she's like, okay. Okay, where's I see we're doing book?
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play your game, old lady. Where's my mother? Like, really sweet. She's like, I don't know. She laughs, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have an answer for you. I just wanted to hit you. And yeah, and they have a, a, an encounter that's very much like, I knew the second I saw you, kid, you're evil. And she's like, well, what are you going to do it?
0: She says something about, I knew because I had one of my own.
1: Yeah, which we never talk about again. No. So it's <laughs> throwing in these weird little, like, tell me that story. What is that about? Do you have an Antichrist too and you drowned him? (laughs) Like, you put him in a bag of rocks like a kitten and threw him off a bridge? Like, that's more interesting than the shit you're giving me the ice skating and stuff. Like,
0: yeah. And she, like, she grabs Katie and just, like, starts shaking her. Just, like, (laughs) shakes her. Yeah, because
1: she's, yeah, she's like, I know how to deal with you because I have one just
0: like you. Like, and then finally she tells her she's like she's like well she left here with with a very nice old man and katie just like hauls ass out of the room like out of the house tearing across town yeah he runs across a good chunk of atlanta
1: just just running like it runs to i don't know how she knows where she's going but runs to the weird abandoned ghost adventures base that the visitor lives at where his roof is at, and it is a real ghost adventure place because she steps into the hallway and every one of those
0: glass doors like swings open, like the place is haunted. Well, I assume that was her, like opening all the doors so she could look in them as she was running down the hall. I don't know with her telekinetic powers,
1: yeah, maybe, but that's kind of the only telepathy or tele- telekinesis she uses in the movie. What a waste. Well, no, except for like, the next the scene. The place is, like, setting a trap for her, almost. Like,
0: welcome, Danny, and opens the door. I don't know. Well, no, because in the next scene, well, the same scene, he he leads her out of the building and, like, across town, and, like, there's this bit where she telekinetically drops a uh, fire <laughs> escape. But- onto this little shack that he's hiding in, but it he's totally escapes unscathed. Which by the way, I was gonna ask you <laughs> the the close up shots of the nuts like unscrewing. Where you can totally see the, the wrench. Yeah you can see the wrench like, <laughs> turning the nuts. It's like wait, wait a minute <laughs> not in every shot but there's a
1: couple quick shots where you can absolutely see a wrench turning these bolts. But and so yeah, he gets so it out in like this it's like a food truck almost. Yeah. And she sees him and drops this fire escape on it and smashes it. And he's fine. I don't know if the guy inside it is fine. Oh, no. Hot dog vendor guy's
0: dead. For uh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then he leads her he to like this. He didn't want yeah. this guy or drag him out with him? Nope. Space God has failed. No good. But uh, he, he leads her to what I thought going in the door was a strip club. From the from the marquee outside, they yeah. get inside and it's like a hall of mirrors. Yeah, so it's like they went to a carnival hall of mirrors, but it's not what it looks like from the outside. It looks
1: like a burlesque house or something. <laughs> yeah, she's in she... like a real Bruce Lee game of death. Is that the one with the hall with the all the mirrors at the end?
0: Is it game of death? Yeah, I th- yeah. think so. And, like, he keeps appearing in them and disappearing, and she's, first she's, like, smashing with her fists, and then she starts doing it with her brain. She just, like, looks at them, and they start shattering.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of a cool visual thing where she'll run up, she runs up and, like, double fist pounds these mirrors, and they shatter. Which, I don't know, I mean, safety glass or not, that seems like a dangerous thing to have a kid doing, but... You already almost hit her with a bus, so this should be okay. <laughs> um
0: and how does that resolve? He just like runs away and leaves her there? That, yeah, they that just kinda ends with her shattering the mirrors and then it cuts to cuts back to Barb uh, at the house. Barb returning Barb. home, yeah.
1: Yeah, Bur is it spanky or squeaky, whatever she named squeaky. them. <laughs> this that lives in their house attacks Barb. And it's a pretty extended. All the bird attack scenes are very like they're holding this bird off from their face for forty-five seconds. Like it's it's a very drawn-out procedure. But yeah. so she throws this bird off and scoot, wheels herself into this room and locks and shuts the door behind her. And this bird starts <laughs> opening the door, like the oh, <laughs> <can> freezer? <early. laughs>
0: I thought it was going to open the door like a After I really did. But,
1: like, it's just, like, it's like it landed on the handle, and its weight is going to slowly, and it's bouncing up and down, so it's going to slowly it's gonna figure out how to open this door. And then the door it does open, but it's Shelly
0: Winter standing there with this dead bird in her hands. <laughs> yeah, in fact, to me, it looked like half the dead bird. It looked like she just tore it in half. I, <laughs> I, I didn't see that, but that could be. be and fine. she's like... She's like, you're safe now. No one's ever going to hurt you. And then three seconds later, (laughs) her daughter appears from behind her, grabs the wheelchair, races her around the room, and smashes her into this. It's not an aquarium because there's no fish in it. No, it's like a water tank. Yeah, it's like a wall.
1: It's like a wall of glass with water inside of it. Like, it could be a cool aquarium, maybe. But I think it's just, like, art or something, I don't know, or atmosphere to go with all these plants, but there's no fish. yeah. And Shelly Winters does nothing. This girl runs past her, pushes the wheelchair past her. She does not try to stop her at all. I know you got her hands full of dead bird, but... Yeah, so she gets pushed into this wall of watery glass. And then... What do we have? Then and then I, they... what, then I don't know what happens because the next scene is Shelly Winters on the roof with the visitor and him saying like, you know, oh, you've done good work for me. We that You can't come with us back to outer space or whatever. <laughs> and then it's Barbara dropping Katie off there's like this room full of doctors with Barbara like examining Katie through a two-way mirror, like she's being committed to a mental institution or something. But how did we yeah, get from? Is, you just went through a glass wall to I mean, I presumably Shelly Winters helped her corral
0: Katie and drag her off
1: to these shrinks. But we don't that. Yeah, see but they
0: that. completely skipped that. And she and she seems fine for having just gone through three sheets of plate glass. He's got a real thousand yard stare. Like she's traumatized.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she, the way that that scene ends, you could, if you never saw Barbara again, you think, oh, that, she just died. She died by being pushed through this glass wall. Um, yeah, I think that's the last we see Shelly Winters,
0: too, is her kind of... Yeah, and she <whistles> yeah, like you said, she tries to talk her, her way... Days. She tries to, like, talk her way into space heaven, and he, he says to her, no one can enter there, no one may enter there except the children, which, if I remember right, is, like, a biblical thing. I seem to remember Jesus saying something along those lines, or, like, you have to have faith like a child or something. So it, it struck me be as real being— real
1: bad news for a bunch of Republicans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> time, But it, it just— it struck me as sounding like something i remembered from the bible so uh, again another big heavy space god parallel thing so now he's doing his rooftop runway
1: light show thing again with his crazy arms and his crazy eyes (laughs) dancing lights come down from the heavens and sort of swirl around and go up and down Uh, they don't coalesce into anything but he's done something well, yeah. Then they they those turn into a like a roiling storm cloud, and from those, birds come like a giant army of birds flies out of this cloud. I mean, badly drawn cartoon like, birds,
0: Like say clip art birds, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: yeah, 1979 version of clip art. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's going on back at the house. Katie just appear, or so. Katie was just dropped off with all of these
0: psychiatrists in this institute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Barbara comes home, and Katie's just there. Yeah, Barbara's like, I know, like packing a bag upstairs. I don't know if it's Katie's clothes or her clothes or what. And like she hears like video game noises from downstairs, and she goes downstairs, and she's just down there with the pong machine going again. Yeah which I thought was just the score
1: at first. I thought it was just the score it was just beep, 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 beep. But it's her playing Pong. And then we get the only real sort of, I guess there's been horror elements throughout this, but this is like a legit attempt at like a jump scare kind of thing. Because Katie turns around and she's got like a silver face.
0: Like a weird, I don't well, know. She what, had, it looked like, like a zombie mask that they like, poked holes in and then put green lights behind the holes and there were like green lights shining out through these holes in her face
1: yeah she's got a weird shiny face and she jumps or she
0: attacks barbara
1: she jumps on barbara and she's knocks out her wheelchair and she's dragging her up the stairs Yeah, <laughs> like she's gotten her mom by the legs so she's super strong i guess and she's dragging barbara up the stairs feet first and ray is there Ray's at the top of the stairs, so now they are for sure working together because he gets, he gets Barbara into the, and this is kind of a cool idea, into the stair elevator thing, the wheelchair elevator on the stairs, and ties like fishing line around her neck and ties it to the railing, and he's going to send her down the elevator to just pull her head off. Yeah,
0: Yeah. pretty cool. (laughs) There was a fun little like flub I found here where Katie's dragging her mom up the stairs by the legs. And in one of these shots, the stair escalator chair is like halfway up the stairs, which is weird in the first place, because if she came downstairs, it would be at the bottom. And then she gets her to the top and kicks her in the face, and she falls down the stairs. And in that shot, the chair is at the top of the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, that's just kind of weird. But we've also
1: seen, being in the middle of the stairs, I get, because we've also seen Katie just playing with it a lot, like just riding it up and down by herself. So she could have just stopped it in the middle and jumped off, you know, so that's, <clears throat> but yeah, and Katie, she falls on the stairs and Katie starts clapping. She's sitting in the wheelchair elevator thing and she's, it's a real, <laughs> um, yeah, it's so at this point that the lights in the sky turn into a cloud, turn into, it's kind of cutting back and forth which then turns into birds Where the fishing line thing. And then wind starts whipping through this house, this supernatural wind, and it's blowing right up against the wall. It interrupts them trying to decapitate Barbara. Um, and then the wind becomes birds and all of these birds. And they're really just pigeons and doves. <laughs> like they're not like attack birds. <laughs> Um, busting through all the windows and smashing one of the birds is a statue
0: yeah it's like floating around (laughs) i don't get that yeah like the wings don't flap or anything it's just it's just like, like spaceship spaceship flying around the room
1: yeah it's like made of it's clearly made of like wood or bronze or something like it's not a real bird but when it runs into Lance Hendrickson, its beak grows into a knife and stabs him in the jugular.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) night Lance Hendrickson. And like a uh, a flock of birds lands on Katie and just pecks her to death. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is angelic intervention.
0: But you really took your sweet time. Yeah, and like one of the birds, like, flies by and cuts with its beak the line that's holding Barbara's throat. So she's she falls out of the chair, she's fine. Or no, she's still in the chair. And JC comes in and's like like holds like, her up and is like comforting her as the birds peck her daughter to death. <laughs> I mean
1: that's I don't know. she had a comment. <laughs> the
0: devil child. Um, and then we, we cut to the Lair of the Eagle, Evil League of Evil. I keep saying Eagle, yeah. <laughs> and for uh, well, no reason. Well, and I got the feeling, and I I didn't mention this earlier. I totally forgot because it's not in my notes. But oh, the the, put- their Butler, their like manservant guy, this black guy. Every time he's on screen, he's like giving them like like furtive looks, like like he's watching them. And so I kind of got the feeling of because he's walking around finding them dead, that he poisoned them or something. Yeah, like He's on Yahweh's side.
1: Good call, because I didn't notice that until, I didn't think of it until you just said it. But yeah, there's a couple shots where we're very focused on him having this pitcher of tea or coffee or something. Yeah. It doesn't really lead to anything until the end where we see, yeah, they're all face down on the table. So yeah, he clearly poisoned them because he was like the mole in the cabal. Right. But again, why did you wait till the last minute? You could have poisoned them any time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you Dr. Walker is just like together? bleeding black gunk out of his eyes and nose and mouth Yeah, which is so I don't know like he's not human. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know if that was he the does. poison or if that's like devil blood. I don't Another know. Another unexplained bit of business. <laughs> Dr. Walker ain't
1: walking no more. Um Yeah, that's it. Then we're back in the solarium with <laughs> Space Jesus, <laughs> yeah. and all the bald kids, and now one of the bald kids is Katie. So now we've come to understand that all of these bald kids that were being told the story by Space Jesus are previous Antichrists, I guess, that they have captured and converted. And I guess, yeah. like, memory, because why would you have to explain all of the mythology to them, if they're part of the mythology. they didn't know they were the devil's kid, but Katie knew something was up. Like, she knew she was an evil kid, but now she's not. She's smiling, happy, and bald.
0: Yeah, and he says something about... uh, She's just like, the rest of them now, he says, she thought I wanted to kill her, but you can't kill a child. You can only kill the evil part, which, again, just... But well, and also, like,
1: clearly, this is space god and not regular god because regular god has proven time and time again that he has zero problem killing children, so a different guy. <laughs> and so it's, and that's it, that's the world credits. That's yep. it's a very, very strange mix of genres and things and techniques, and it. All adds up to something i don't know it's yeah it's i would like, recommend watching it just because it's you've kind of never seen anything quite like this it's so strong yeah. it's not good but it's not <laughs> for the most part interesting there's definitely because what's the runtime on this it's probably it's like
0: it's like an hour and forty-eight minutes.
1: Yeah, like an hour and forty-eight. Round about the hour mark is when I paused it. Went, surely it's almost out. And there was forty-eight <laughs> minutes. I went,
0: really? Like, there's definitely some chunks in the middle that drag. But, well, like I say, the the whole subplot with the cop, you could have taken that out entirely. It affects the movie in no way, whatsoever. You well, can to the body count, but, <laughs> and you you can cut out. Two of the scenes with Space God on the roof trying to get his teleporter to work. Yeah. And
1: yeah. out the ice skating. I don't know. Because there's also no repercussions of her throwing these guys through the window. Like, we never. Yeah.
0: Are they The deaf? cops we never come to leave. her house looking for her. <laughs> we just so cut she, away
1: to yeah. something else. Like, so
0: it's, yeah,
1: it's a very, very odd movie but it's trying something um, from a visual standpoint even from a storytelling standpoint like it's attempting things it's not terribly yeah. successful at any of those things but it's i would almost recommend checking it out just because there are little moments here and there that are like like that that motorcycle accident like i said is yeah <laughs> so crazy such a good it's either a really good piece of stunt work or it was a really tragic and horrible piece of stunt work. I'm not sure which, but it's impressive to see.
0: So, yeah, I, in the end, I, I kind of felt like it was a mix. <coughs> it was like a mix between Starman and the Seventh Sign. Like if you took all the biblical stuff from Seventh Sign and explained it away as aliens. <laughs> Man,
1: The Seventh Sign, that's a movie. That's, yeah. A movie that I, overall I liked, but I hate the ending of that movie. Yeah. Because it's the idea that God has had this apocalypse planned for millennia, but because you really love your kid, forget it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I am shelled. You're right, I shouldn't end the world. Like, that's (laughs) nonsense some treacly shit but otherwise that's a pretty good movie anyway so that's the visitor it's something maybe check it
0: out it might be worth just let well, and see a little i got the impression that this was like in some way like a cult classic or something because like i feel like it probably the description yeah. for it, it talks about how it's like lovingly restored to its original glory and like remastered and stuff and i'm like are there people that care
1: (laughs) well like i said at the beginning it's either an absolute piece of genius filmmaking or it's garbage i don't think there's an in-between like it's either so good that i don't get it or it's so bad that i don't get it you know So, (laughs) so i don't know But, yeah, again, it's kind of worth checking out because it has moments that, at the very least, you'll be like, I haven't seen that before. That's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I just saw that in a movie. So, time to press the magic button and find out what random movie from everything streaming will be our project for next week. And it is... Soul to keep. From twenty nineteen. It is on Prime, Amazon Prime, and Tubi. Hmm. Movie, uh, obviously, some sort of demonic type. I don't know, possession or something. Not, uh, it's not my soul to take. That's a different movie. <laughs> yeah, soul to keep. It's to be, yeah, some sort of a. Very low budget, as you'd expect from Tubi. Uh, so probably not great, but we'll see. Yeah, Soul to Keep, horror movie, 20, well, this is 20, depending on where you look, it says 2018 or 2019. But on Amazon, it's your, that's your homework for next week, should you we choose to accept it.
0: Where can people find you, my brother? Uh, and on Twitter, I am at nerd underscore shirt, Instagram, at Project Nerd Shirt, and I have a fairly little used YouTube channel by the same name.
1: And I am uh, at HeathLambert78 on Twitter. Is that right? Yeah, that's right <laughs> um, the show is at that's a random p2 we also have a email address for the show if you have any questions concerns comments rants and raves it is uh that's a random pod at gmail.com um i'm gonna do a thing i usually don't do because for whatever reason i'm not 100 percent sure what happened but last week's episode was wildly popular compared to most episodes i'm not sure why that was but for people who are into the show now new listeners and i never usually do this but not only do i encourage emails but you know what go to apple podcasts and throw me a review if you like the show four stars will do i'm not even gonna beg you for five stars unless you feel go ahead but i understand there's you know, it's not a perfect show, but yeah, a nice rate and a nice review couldn't hurt. It would help me out. Tell your friends, pass it along, but that'll do it. I, I never pimp myself, and I should more probably, but I feel we're doing it.
0: Anyway, um, well, don't worry, I'm, I'm out here pimping you. I'm, <laughs> everybody I talk to, I'm like, hey. I was on my brother's podcast this week. You should check it out. He's got a really cool podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what happened last week. In the first three hours it was up, we had 30 list, thirty plays slash downloads, listens, which is what some episodes get all, all together. Um, so I'm not sure. And my guess, Brenna, hadn't even like Posted it on Instagram or anything yet. So it's not like it was all her friends or something. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. If people were just searching for Grace Unplugged, (laughs) I don't know. For some reason. And then we wound up getting, and then there was like 30 more the next day and 15 the next day. So we were up over 70, which is a first, as far as I know. Mm So I haven't looked at the stats in in a while again. This is very inside baseball. I probably shouldn't even be talking about how many listeners it's gauche probably to talk about how many listeners you do or don't have. But I can always use more. We're a small show,
0: but on the grow, clearly. So let's keep that. You you show up on Likewise, so that's not nothing.
1: Well, I'm sure that's an algorithm that just goes and finds anything, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I've been Heath Lambert. He's been Chris Lambert. That's the episode for this week. Come back next week and have a good week in between. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.